Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders and... We're also sponsored by SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, all you have to do is use promo code ODDS. ODDS. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. Promo code ODDS. ODDS. All right, that was a Mighty Mighty Boss Tones playing us in. I still got it. Welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Sal. Tate Frazier is producing this mess. What's up, Tate? How's it going, Sal? Good to be back. It's nice to have you, Tate. We, you know, we, we have a nickname for We call him Tate the Snake because he turned his back on UNC football. Actually, I, we didn't make it up. Offensive lineman, a center, the backup center said, but you don't like it, Tate, right? No, I mean, who wants to be called a snake? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I, guess I mean, what, maybe a snake, but other than that, probably not many people. Other than the snakes, yeah, you probably don't want to be called a snake. All right, well, let, if you have a new nickname for Tate, uh, right now it's Tate the Snake. <laughs> I think it only gets worse. I think it only gets worse when you open it up like let's that. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com if you have a new nickname for uh, Tate, currently Tate the Snake Frazier. But Tate, I all what a weekend. I can't, all underdogs. Four underdogs, five underdogs. If you count count the uh, count the Alabama game, I know we're halfway through the week, but we have to look back. I'm running out of money. I might just have to ask uh, Jeff Bezos for a loan. I don't understand. Can you believe it, Tate? None of the none of the chalk comes you, through. You got to blame Blinkenship. That 51 yarder really killed you. If Alabama gets that touchdown, but I guess they go for a field goal if he doesn't hit it. But I love that guy. I hope he makes it. Bro. Tampa's going to take him with their first pick for sure. <laughs> uh, big show tonight. Big podcast. We're going to review the college football championship game. Still so much to talk about. So many gambling implications throughout that game. Uh, we'll go through hopefully all of them. We're going to tackle the NFL playoff slate and go over fake props, real props, best bets with my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds. Here they are, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the Parlay Kid, a.k.a. the Degenerate Trifecta. What's going on, guys? What's going on, Sal? What's going on, buddy? I don't know how we survive. We're running out of money here with all these. Uh, we had favorites and money line parlays, and just uh, I couldn't believe all the dog after dog. It started with the Tennessee over Kansas City. They won outright. And then the Rams. Uh, Harry, you called that. You had the Falcons over the Rams. You were the only one of the degenerate trifecta to hit their best bet. You you liked that. What did you have it at? Plus six and a half? Plus six and a half. Just I really liked Matt Ryan uh, to really step it up, knowing that he's been in two uh, NFC Championship games before. He made the Super Bowl MVP last year against golf. I really liked that matchup. Plus getting six and a half, had to take it. Yeah. I lost it on Harry this week. I, f- I felt bad a little bit, but I, I just lost it on because he texts me. You know, listen, I, I think everyone should bet as much as they want on, on whatever they want all the time. But the timing is everything with this guy. I swear, he's, he's texting me about his first period, will the Lightning and Blue Jackets score in the first 10 minutes as Mariota is lighting our parlay moneyline parlays on fire, throwing touchdowns to himself, I was finally I was like, "Harry, please, enough! 
I can't take it anymore. Brother Bry, how do we deal with this anymore? I, I know. It, it is great. I think on Monday night, too, he sent us a text. Something in the Georgia game with the first 10 minutes of the hockey game. Oh. And that, that first 10 minutes of the hockey game lost already, so he had to redo his whole bet again, which was great. I, uh, that, which, that was which, my favorite. Which is great. Good thing I did because then the par- the, par- the parlay actually hit. Yeah, all right. We're going to talk about all our – thing I hit all weekend. We'll talk about all – thing I hit all weekend. All our uh, – we heard you, Harry. It's, <laughs> it's going to be all right. We're going to get it all back. All right. Huh. Uh, we'll talk about the college championship uh, right now. It was um, uh, parlay kid – what do you think? I think they set a record. I one prop I did win. I had a, over a hundred and thirty-seven and a half mentions of the term "true freshman" and the word, uh, the name Ridley, and that came in. I think in the first quarter was that one of the best college football games you ever saw? Yes, I think it was. I, it didn't start out that way, right. though. Uh, you know, I think that the second half and on, once that quarterback change was made, obviously the game uh, changed at that point. It became a battle that you know the two these two true freshman mm-hmm. quarterbacks that we keep hearing, and these kids are obviously very mature. Think about that stuff. Think about being 18 years old, 19 years old, whatever these kids are, yeah. and playing in front of an audience like this, uh, millions of people watching, and packed stadium. Yeah, uh, that was really into it. That, was, that stadium was jumping. Uh, they, they, what two composed young men? Give them credit. But yes, that that, that second half and on was incredible. Uh, Harry and I have been going back and forth. He's furious at the refs for uh, costing Georgia the game. And what he says, I don't say that. I don't believe in that at all. I just think it was a great game. Uh, Saban was uh, gutsy making that quarterback change, and even underrated. It was also putting the freshman running back in. Yeah, which also seemed to spark the team a little bit. Uh, so. Credit to credit to Bama, credit to Georgia. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them are right in the mix uh, again next year. Well, let's quickly take a look at that. They have odds for 2018-2019. I have them here. Alabama at the top, plus 275 to win it all. Uh, Clemson, plus 600. I guess that would be uh, – no, it's 2018-2019. Yeah, Clemson, 6-1. to one. Georgia, plus 750. Ohio State, plus 750. Michigan, I think they have some work to do. They're already fifth, though, at 9-1. to one. Yeah. Penn State, 11-1. Yeah. Oklahoma, 18. And Auburn, 20. And Texas, also 20. But, uh, like I said, you heard true freshmen over and over and over. It looks like Alabama and Georgia, yeah, those are nice odds for both of them, again, considering they're going to be good for another – six or seven years. Harry, you were the only one of us, the three of us who had Georgia. That's that's ba- that's a bad beat. I think the under is an atrocious beat. But you, what happened? You're blaming the referees for this uh, this uh, result? Look, I, I think that if you're going to make bad decisions, bad calls on the referees to part in the second half, and, and I, 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 I wrote down four of them that I think they made Horseshit calls on, Whoa. and if you're gonna if you're gonna make bad calls, let it be two and two, maybe even three and one. But I had four situations where I think Georgia got totally screwed, and it just isn't that. Like I, I was really pissed. I was texting, but you know I don't want to piss you off anymore. No, so I of just course started not. Texting Brian and Darren. Good, good. I like that. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I saved you a little bit. So I, I encourage I was that. My frustrations out on those those guys, and then I spoke to Brian a little bit yesterday while I was at my third restaurant trying to get Ken dinner. Right. I couldn't get the first two places I, you know, were whatever. But I was at my third place, 
waiting. And and Brian Brian said I I, I went over it like the block the block punt should have been should have been uh, shouldn't have been called offside. He wasn't offside. But then it's the false start. It, it's a ref. it's a false start if it's not an offside. Right? That's, that's what it is. That's what but they didn't Darren. call false start. My thing my my point is to Darren they didn't call false start. They called offside. <laughs> right. So if they don't call offside, the penalty. Is is it's not happening? So they should the, cheat. They, they should it, cheat they your way, but not their way. Okay, yeah, and okay. game over. Yeah. But anyways, right. go ahead. I told Brian, and Brian made a great point to me yesterday. He's like, he's like, unfortunately, no matter how much you want to bet against at Alabama, if you do in big games, same thing with the Patriots. Of course, if you want to bet against them in big games, go ahead and do it. But you're you're going to get screwed. You're, you're asking get for at the it. end, yeah, because it, everything always happens in 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 Alabama and New England. Uh, favor all the time all right okay this always happens i understand that listen i don't let's get something clear if you're you, you don't have to you could text me about the game when the game is played the national i just don't want to hear about the fourth hole of the indonesian open uh you know when they <laughs> when they go to the true freshman or quarterback i'm sorry brother bry you hit it on the head with the probably the easiest bet of anything if you had just done this you could have gone to sleep at uh 8 15 eastern time um, from to throw an interception, what was it, minus 150? Oh, how great was that? It was, uh, no, it was even a little bit less. It was like minus 135. Wow. So, yeah, I had uh, I had money on that, and that on the first offensive possession of the game on the second pass from Fromm got picked off. I mean, he got the ball ripped right out of his hands, but that was probably the easiest bet I ever hit on. It was a good, it was actually a good pass, and he was like streaking down the sideline, but uh, it was a men versus boys there. I, I, in fact, I thought that would change the whole tone of the game. I was wrong, obviously, as Georgia jumped out to the lead, but yeah, like you said, Alabama, they ripped it free, and it counted as an interception, even though it was like kind of a simultaneously before they ripped it out. Yeah, yeah that I was... know. It could have almost been, it was almost a fumble the way it was. Like, right. <laughs> Let's talk about that under, though. If you had the game under 45, uh, that's an insane loss. Nine minutes left. It's 20 to 10. There's conservative play call all throughout the game. And then Ridley, parlay kid, Ridley catches that ball. Not, not meant for him, right? Touchdown to tie uh, it up no. at 20? Absolutely. And that wasn't even mentioned. Right. They acted as if uh, the the guys uh, doing the commentating acted as if he spotted Ridley that that ball. He was looking left. I believe uh, the running back was lined up out to the left. Uh, he was looking his way. He was under pressure. He threw it. Ridley came right to left. Never saw him. Jumped in front. Caught the ball. Touchdown. And that's where see that's where Harry and I differ. Sal is. It does seem like the teams like the Pats, like you said, and Alabama, I don't think it's so much of a ref thing. It's just, man, things seem to go their way when they really need them to go their way. Yeah. And that was fourth down. That yep. was fourth down. They Darren, what, it up, what about the play before that, the interception? They didn't well, call it an interception. It. it wasn't an interception, yeah. but it was very as close as you could get to an interception. And then the very next play, boom, they score. And it just it is so typical of Bama to come through there. Right. Uh, it's hard to believe. It really is. Um, well, it was hard to believe crazy. the year before when they didn't come through and they lost to Clemson after a 10-point lead right. at, uh, in the fourth quarter. But, yeah. That's and the last play. Right. And then so, okay, so now it's 2020. We're watching this closely. They, they go down. The under could still hit because they're setting up. And, my God, what a setup it was for the field goal. It really was like, do we run another play with eight seconds left? Do we get it to the middle of the field? I don't know. It seemed like yeah. it seemed like Saban was mad. Probably, kid, you mentioned that he wanted, or was it you, Brian, that said that 
uh, they you think they wanted to run another play, not just one to set up yeah, in the middle of the field. It was weird because right on the third, on the second down play, they run to the right hash, right? So yeah. it looked like they wanted to set up at the right hash. And then I think what Saban wanted to do is get one more play in and then uh, maybe get another three or four yards. Instead, uh, there's only a few seconds left, and then Hertz uh, takes a knee back at about, he loses another three or four yards, which ends up killing them. Like if, if the ball's on the right hash, he makes the field goal just because it's such a bad kick. Right. I mean, but also, you know, if the kick is three yards closer, you know, you never know what happens on that. Yeah, that they, I mean, that just killed the over-under, obviously. And look, like but the, I know at that point, at, at that point in time, so Georgia, it was funny, it was Alabama was minus 2,500. Uh, wow. And Georgia was plus 1,000 to win at that point in time, which was pretty good odds considering, you, right, you figured, like, there was a good chance. There was, like, a 50-50 chance that kid was missing that kick. So uh, I think getting 10-1 to 1 odds was pretty good at that uh, point. As the parlay kid pointed out, the 18-year-old, 19, who cares, 20-year-old, having you can't get that ball close enough for a kick as far as I'm concerned. Oh. It's so under the microscope there. Uh, yeah, the live betting was insane, Brian. You could have had Bam at 6-1 to one or 7-1 to one when they were down 13. All right, so the kid, he misses the field goal, and now so now they're going to overtime, and so all the under-45 bettors, are, they're eating their fingers right now. Take the snake for now, that's your nickname. What, what, is, what are you thinking? Who has, who has the advantage going into overtime there? It's got to be Georgia, right? Home field advantage, yeah. you blow this kick. I mean, there was like guys on the sideline before the kicker goes out praying next to him, sitting next to him praying. I mean, all the pressure in the world's on this kid. I didn't and- understand that either. There was Either they were praying or they were talking to him, and he's like, Joe, like, get away. Don't, <laughs> don't you guys read anything? You're not supposed to talk to these guys at all. Yeah, you're right. They had the starting running back coming over to talk to him for the first time all season. I mean, that's enough to mess with him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. So uh, what was I going to say? All right, so he misses. Yeah, and like you said, in overtime, Georgia is driving. Both teams are going to be driving towards the end zone that has all the Georgia fans. It did seem like Georgia was going to win. So they get the ball first. Bama wins the toss. They they want to play defense, smart. Uh, Georgia comes down, kicks a field goal. So now it doesn't look like Bama is going to cover. They can't cover unless it goes two overtimes. First play, uh, Tagovailoa gets sacked at the 46, and he looked terrible. Like I, I didn't understand what was going on there. He just kept whirling his way back and back, and he goes down at the 46. And then the next play, I think he went – I've never seen a quarterback go from like uh, uh, Christian Hackenberg to, to Michael Vick because that's what the lefty – that's what the, that gun reminded me of. A Michael Vick pass perfect for a touchdown Alabama – Wins in overtime by three. It goes over. They don't cover. Uh, Parley kid, you you were happy because uh, let's go over the bets. Harry had like seven to two odds on Georgia. You had money on that. Parley kid still has this parlay with Brady to win MVP and Bama to win the championship. I think that pays twelve to one. And brother Bry was with me on Alabama over USC. Uh, I'm sorry, Alabama, USC, and Ohio State versus the field. So that was uh, yep. that was a nice win, brother Bry, and also. I had a uh, let's jump into this prop thing. I have a, a I had a prop. It was what was it? I tried to make a feminine thing out of this. Todd Gurley versus Sony Michelle. Uh, they had one. It ended up being Gurley minus two fifty and minus seven yards. Brother Bry, what I think Gurley ended up with a hundred yards exactly or one hundred one. What was it? Yeah, you, Gurley was. I I told people that uh, I will say I told people to take Gurley minus seven, but. Uh, he was 14 for 101, and Michelle was 14 for 98. But the funny thing was, I don't know if you noticed, um, 
Gurley, when the props actually came out, Gurley, the over-under was around 90 yards. Yeah. Or it was like upper 80s, and Michelle was at 63 and a half. Is that right? Wow. So, so he had the right. I had the right logic, but I still picked the wrong one. Yeah, well, because they had it at minus two fifty for if you wanted Gurley, you could, you could have gotten Michelle the winner at plus one ninety at, at some point. What's interesting about that one is, as rooting for Bam, I was afraid every time Michelle had the ball. I think he had like sixty one yards at half. Harry, you had over sixty three and a half, right, on one of your parlays. Yeah. He wasn't getting it for a while. Were you nervous? No, but when he had that, when he had that third down, like third down and uh, big third, third down in the first half, yeah, third and twenty, and he ripped off what was that, Brian? Like yeah. uh, twenty uh, yards, twenty yeah. yeah. Then I'm like, uh, finally, he got he got loose a little bit. Maybe he'll get some more. Uh, he'll, I, I felt confident after that third down run. Really? All right. I felt like they so, weren't giving so him one the ball. Thing, though, they didn't yeah. talk about enough with Michelle, though. I mean, he, I mean, he got 14 carries, which is a lot for him. But he should have been in the game more. He, he actually wasn't even in the game in overtime, which is crazy considering he won the game in overtime against Oklahoma the right. week before. And he, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why Chubb was in late. Chubb was getting I mean, stuffed every time. He only ended up with 25 every yards. Time. I don't know. And, and Michelle at least had a, a chance when he got around the edge. Tate, were you watching that too? Did, you, did that stand out to you? Yeah, I think they said something. Uh, the Georgia said that they were going with the veteran guy there, so Chubb was like who got him there, so they gave it to Chubb. But yeah. at that point, I mean, there's no way Nick Saban has Chubb in there. You know, he, whoever's the best is going to play. So sometimes when you go with the veteran guy, it comes back to bite you. Right. All right. So that was my uh, that was the prop uh, Bovada gave me. So if you go to Bovada.lv, you go on the left column, go down to specials. And this is what a joy this is. I have my own page of props. Really a dream come true. Um, I have like three or four props they give me. They have all sorts of props. We, we love them. All kinds of football specials. Um, this week... Let me see my specials. One of them is, oh, total combined interceptions by Bortles, Foles, and Mariota in the divisional round uh, this weekend. Tate the Snake, what do you think that number is? Six and a half. Oh, wow. So you would you would go over. <laughs> I thought it would be five or five and a half, too. They set it at four and a half. Even though it's my prop, I suggested five. Uh, four and a half. Seems like you go over there, those guys, especially Bortles. And mm. God, those names. I just keep looking at those names. One of them's going to have two, right? Um, there's one that you like, Brother Bry, that I made up. I can't even believe they put it up. How many games will John Gruden be the head coach of the Raiders for? Um, Bry, you're a big Raiders fan. I have over under at 67 and a half. Which way do you go? Over or under? $100 million coach. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, you know how I feel about this hiring. Like, Gruden was my favorite Raider coach of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because we've been so bad forever. He was my favorite coach. But I'm not sold on a guy who hasn't coached in nine years. But the one thing I will say about that, you know, that being said, I mean, giving this guy $100 million, he's got to coach at least five years, right? Like Marvin Lewis has coached 15. I mean, he's got to go. Uh, he's got to go five. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I, I, there's one thing already that I don't like. He hired Greg Olson to be his offensive coordinator. The guy lasted a year for the Raiders like three years ago and then lasted a year with the Jaguars. I mean, back-to-back firings after a year as offense coordinator, and then you bring the guy back. I don't like what he's doing already. But if they fail in a year or two, it's going to then go to the GM McKenzie's fault. And then after that, if they still stink, it's going to go to Carr. But I think you got to expect I'm, – I'm expecting probably like five years out of this contract, five or six. Yeah, but uh, I'm not. I don't know if they'll be good, but they gotta. He's gotta stay with them for a while. I think he'll figure something out. I really do. So the average. So that's four years. That's four full years. Sixty-seven and a half is four full years, plus like a quarter of a year. 
which is the average tenure for a head coach, four and a half years. So it's right right in that range. Harry, is this the absolute dream job for you? Someone gives you $100 million to go to Vegas for 10 years? It's not enough. I need more than that. I'll, I'll go through that. <laughs> I need more. So, yeah, you need to dream yeah. higher. You like this other prop. I need, yeah. What's the prop that you like? Oh, this is uh, not one of my specials, but it's also found on Bovada.lv. Gruden's replacement on ESPN. Um, let me read the uh, options here. Peyton Manning, 2-1. to one. Lewis Riddick, 4-1. to one. Kurt Warner, 4-1. to one. Steve Young, 5. Hasselback, 8. That's Matt Tim Tebow, 9-1. Rex Ryan, 9. Eli, 20-1. How about that? And Boomer Esiason, 20. Is there any value in any of these guys? Do you, or would you go off the board? Well, so I think as a long shot at twenty to one, Boomer Esiason is is might be your guy. If you watch HBO's Inside the NFL and listen to him, he really knows his football, and he actually would be a great choice. I'm hoping at nine to one. Just please don't let it be Rex Ryan. I actually, <laughs> actually this year on ESPN, since he signed with ESPN, I boycotted the pregame show of watching anything on ESPN because. He's such a terrible coach. How could he? How could you even listen to him as an announcer or mm-hmm. as a broadcaster? But at two to one, I think the play is Peyton Manning actually because really? he knows football, he knows his X's and O's, and he's actually funny. Those commercials with Brad Paisley are really great, and he actually <laughs> hosted the twenty fifth ESPYS, and he was great there too. So I'd say Peyton Manning would bring a great uh, mix to the booth. Yeah, all right. I don't know if that's what they go by. Great commercial. No, look, I think they'd ask him. I think the networks, <laughs> the networks have funny. asked. You got to be a little funny. You do have to be a little funny, uh, and uh, that, that's why Gruden was let go or whatever happened to him. No, uh, I like Steve Young at five to one. He's been part of that Monday Crew forever. You, you know, he's not looking to coach. You know, I, that might at least be a temporary fix for them. But at five to one, I wouldn't mind that. Tate, wh- who would you say on that list? Yeah, Young was the one. I mean, he's always on ESPN. That was the one I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but they're gonna go for Peyton, right? That's probably the top. To- that's probably number one pick. And then after that, I think they're. It might end up being Matt Hasselback because everyone will say no, and then it'll end up being Hasselback. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe everyone says no. Like Boomer Sison, such a CBS guy at this point. Between Inside the NFL and uh, you know um, just doing the the radio, I think the does the radio broadcasts and everything else. I think. Uh, I don't know if he cuts ties with CBS. I don't know if it would be that easy. Did you uh, did you see Stephen A. Smith is uh, trying to get the job? Oh, stop it! No, is he I'm really? not. No, he was on his radio show yesterday. Wait, is that serious? Yeah, no, I'm dead serious. He, he's lobbying for the job. He can't. It's too late at night. We can't have people. <laughs> he can't be screaming at people all night. It's people trying to go to sleep and enjoy the fourth quarter of these terrible games. What about Bill Simmons at 125 to one? You don't think that's a that's plausible? <laughs> no. <laughs> so if Manning was. Did become the uh, yeah. did replace Gruden though. Who 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 is better right off the bat? Is is it uh, Romo or Manning if they're in the booth? Uh, you can't be. I mean, it's Romo, hard to top Romo, but I, yeah. uh, it would be interesting to see who is better. Yeah, I just wonder if it's going to be all quarterbacks like for now on because they see the field and they have they have such. Although there have been quarterbacks over there, Phil Sims is gone. Um, I don't know. It's tough to beat Romo. He has really raised the bar to a point where I hear John Gruden and we're we're texting each other like, was Gruden always this bad, or has Romo just set the bar so high that we can't we can't even tell uh, what's good and bad anymore? But <laughs> all right, Parlay Kid, you like uh, a Bavada dot LV prop? Um, highest scoring team this weekend over under thirty? Was it thirty seven points? Thirty seven points, Sal, and I like the under at minus one twenty. 
So out of the eight teams remaining here, uh, playing this weekend, I should say, um, or remaining, uh, which team do you think hasn't scored more than 37 points in a game yet? Do you have any idea? This year? If you were to throw one of these eight teams out, who hasn't scored over 37 yet? Uh, are you going to surprise me and say New England? No way. No. Oh, okay. Well, no, then it's, I, it's, I'd say it's, Tennessee it's, then. Okay. Uh, the only team that hasn't scored over 37 is Atlanta. The only team that hasn't gone over 37, uh, for whatever reason, their offense has been a little stale this year, uh, regardless of what happened last week, too. Uh, um, so I'm just going to run down some notes and tell you why I think this is a slam dunk of a bet. At, at minus 120, nobody's going over 37 this week. Uh, all these, Out of all these teams, the Eagles have done it twice on offense. That was with Wentz. Atlanta, zero. Mm-hmm. Pats have done it twice. The Titans have done it once. Steelers once. Jacksonville. Uh, Steelers twice. Jacksonville twice. Vikings once. Saints twice. Mm. Okay, that's not that. Those that's not uh, anything that's going to stand out for you. And on the defensive side, Atlanta's D has not given up more than 37 once in a game. The Eagles D has not given up 37 once in a game. Pats have given up uh, 37 more than once. Uh, just once. Jacksonville once. Steelers once. Saints once. Mm. Vikings zero. The Titans twice. So the the only game I think that has the possible chance is that Patriots-Titans game with the Patriots because they've done it twice and the Titans D has uh, given up it twice. I think the Pats are the only team that could score more than 37. But, Sal, we, we see what happens when these teams come off these like weeks off. Their offense comes out. It's yep. a little stale, a little stale. We saw it happen with the – look at the Rams – why do these teams do that? They give these guys weeks off. Yeah, I know they're worried about injury. Look what happened to the Rams' offense last week. Yeah, um, I think I could see the Patriots get off to a little slow start. It's going to be a little rainy in Foxborough, um, so I don't see any. Who's getting over thirty-seven points this week? It's going to be cold in Pittsburgh. I don't see Pittsburgh. The Jacksonville defense is 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 too is too good. Uh, and you know Jacksonville and Ten- Tennessee aren't get- aren't doing it, right? Uh, and the Saints could potentially do it, but the Vikings D is too good, right? Yeah, you have uh, three. Unless you think the Vikings are capable of scoring thirty-seven, I don't see it happening. The Patriots are the only team that can pull it off. I just don't think they're going to be there this week. And the Titans are going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to control the clock. Patriots will score, but I think you know you're looking at twenty-eight to thirty-one points maximum yeah. for the Pats. I did, uh, and it's funny, yeah, you have three cold weather games, and then the one in the Dome, you're going against, like, the best defense in Minnesota. So the Saints should be right. shut down. You don't expect the Vikings to score. I d- actually did some homework on this. Last year, in this round, Atlanta 36, Green Bay 34, New England 34. So all went under 37. Yeah. 2015, yeah. Carolina beat Seattle 31-24. Everything was under that. Uh, 2014, New England 35, Baltimore 31. Uh Still under. 2013, New England 43-22 over Indianapolis. Uh, 2012, all four were high scoring. But the the, the idea is it, they all seem to be under 37. It's the next week. The conference championships is when there's usually a blowout and, uh, and a 40-point scorer. Right. But this week, like you said, maybe a slow start. You got some weather going on. Uh, slow start for the buy teams, the offenses. I like the under 37. That's on Bovada.lv. I also like, there's also highest margin of victory 
And if you like the under in the highest scoring team, you probably like the under in the highest margin of victory this week, which I think is 21 or 21 and a half. And check that out. 21 and a half. Yeah. Last year, New England Houston was 18. That was the best. 2015, four games or seven or under uh, was the the, uh, margin. 2014, uh, 14 was the biggest. 31 17, Seattle beat Carolina. So. Yeah, go under and go under and go under with all this stuff, it seems like. Yeah, that margin of victory cell hasn't hit in five years. Is that what it is? I mean, I mean well, I, I was just looking. Gonna, well, the largest victory, I think, was 21 points. The Pats beat the Colts in 2013, but the, that, was the biggest, mm-hmm. um, that was the biggest win in the last five years. It was 21 points. The only other one I liked on Bovada.lv, you could check this out on the specials, uh, the NFL specials, you could check it out on my specials all the way down. Um, over under missed field goals, one and a half. It seems like the yeah. weather and everything else. You know, last week there were two. Yeah. One of us screwed it. One of them screwed us with Butker missing, uh, hitting the post or whatever. Uh, and then there was another. What was the other miss in that uh, last weekend? Why can't I remember? Was it, no, it wasn't Jacksonville. Hmm. Wait, the Rams missed? No. Harry, come on. Who missed the other field goal? Yeah, the Rams. The Rams. Does a young Rams kicker miss a, a field goal? No, last I don't week? know. No, uh, you're right. I, I'm, I'm blanking. Tay, it wasn't uh, your game, was it? Yeah, no, I'm. Oh, looking it was at... your guy. Yeah, Tay was the Panthers. No, it was Gano. It was Gano, the 25 yarder. Yeah, right. Gano missed. So you would think over. It's only getting colder, and you know whatever. But last year in this round, zero missed field goals. So maybe stay away from that. I don't know. I don't know what that proved reading that, but but uh, yeah, that's one that I liked. But I'm gonna stay away from. All right, uh, listen, we have our own contest going. I set this up last week. It's a first touchdown scored prop bet in all the uh, all the NFL playoff games. There are 11 games. You allow yourself 200 fake dollars, and you have to spread out in five dollar increments who you're betting for who to score the first touchdown in every game. And uh, I did it with the degenerate trifecta. The idea is whoever makes the biggest profit, the other three guys have to pay out that winner. So this could get crazy, except it hasn't gotten crazy. There's only been we've only between the four of us in four games. We only picked two winners. Harry, you had Freeman. At Freeman at uh, t- uh, ten dollars at eight to one. Got that. You know, as soon as they got down to the two, uh, they had to give it to him. They 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 didn't. Uh, they didn't use him right last year uh, in the Super Bowl against uh, New England in the second half, so they had to make sure they got him the ball this time. So he punched in, so that was good to start off early. That was good. So you had the lead, and it seemed like an insurmountable lead because we're not very good at this. We didn't look <laughs> at it. And then, sorry, Tate, Ted mm. Ginn Jr., I had $10 at 16-1. to He hauls in. Was that the first touchdown of the game? Did they go up seven nothing with that? Yep, that deep ball. They yeah. they, they missed a field goal. Yeah. Gano missed a field goal, and then Ted Ginn took him over the top. That's what it was. Just a yep. just a knife to the heart. Ted Ginn Jr. Now I didn't specify Ted Ginn Jr., so I hope I don't get penalized. I, I said I said Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn when I said that, but you know I meant Ted Ginn Jr. That Tate, that's got to kill you. Ex Panther doing that, to especially you. when it's all Gettleman's decision. So Gettleman was a guy that didn't want to bring him back, and then he gets fired anyway. So I think Ginn comes back if it's Herney making the call there. So. Oh, really? Really hurts. Really hurts. I'm sorry, Tate. It's all right. Listen, all, all, our teams have been out for, for months, so <laughs> just get get in line. So I'm up 160 fake dollars to Harry's plus 80 fake dollars. So this pool is worth at least $53 each that these guys have to uh, pay out to me if I hold the lead. Parley Kib, what's your strategy now going into the second week, or do you r- r- rather not say? Well, I'll say uh, 
I, I don't know. I, I just, the strategy is to just hit somebody to get some. You know, so it, it's interesting because I, I'm looking back at who I picked, and um, you know, Harry and I both had uh, Tyrod Taylor. And Harry, do you remember when he was? I thought oh, for sure he was yeah. going to run one in, and he got tripped up, and that was he was 25 to one. That yeah. would have been big. So that's what I'm going to yep. really look to do. I got to look to hit something that's reasonable but has high odds, like a Tyrod Taylor, like a quarterback scoring. Uh, something to that nature. I'm gonna need something big. That getting pick for you at 16 to one was 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 huge. Gonna have to try to somehow match that at some point, or just put big money on somebody that I think is like a close uh, to a sure thing as well. Maybe that could also be the other way. So you can go either way. I think uh, I got a little strategy this week. I, I probably won't share it with you. All right, right that's now. fine. Um, Brother but, Brian, uh, what... I, I, it's so this is a lot of fun. I think it's catching on. A lot of people uh, respond. They really like this. Uh, it's a great, great idea. Great idea. Well, you know what? You could start it up this week, too. There are seven games left. You could still do it. That's you could true. start from I, this absolutely. week if you want it. Now, I, I thought about it, and it's like this could get really crazy, obviously, with more people involved. But if you had the fake dollars at 300 and could just spread it out a little more, that's when it would get nuts and uh, nerve-wracking for the last first 20 or 30 minutes of uh, every game until a touchdown is yeah. scored. Harry, yeah, how, year how— We do like— Go Next ahead, year we do 500. We do 500? <laughs> 500 fake yeah. dollars to spread out? No cap, Harry. No cap. Harry, how are you going to no catch cap, me? No baby. How are you catching me in this? No cap. <laughs> You're just going to keep saying I'm no cap? <laughs> Harry, by the way, this no is a—I'm I'm, I'm not lying— this is how fo- this is what I mean. Tate, he texted me 17 minutes ago. Now we've been doing this podcast. Fuck. We've been doing this podcast for 33 minutes. He texted me. I'm just looking at my phone. I probably shouldn't be. What about Tar Heel Tate? That's what his he wants your nickname to be Tar Heel Tate. This is how focused he is on the podcast. I hope that was an auto text. He had pre-scripted just to send that. Oh over. yeah, I'm that sure. That was good. Yeah, it's so technologically. <laughs> we, we never know though. Is his account, his Twitter account, and maybe his phone's taken over by somebody. Yeah, else? that's true. We don't know. <laughs> maybe he was oh, typed. Taken over by somebody, that's for sure. He needs. Uh, that's, why when, that's why when you call on him, he's never paying attention. I know, I know. He's coming up with gems like Tar Heel Tate. All right. It's been, it's been a while. He's got to close those incognito tabs. I'm going to tell you guys my strategy. I'm not telling you who I'm picking, but I here's the thing. The Patriots, they're a pain in the ass to figure out for this first touchdown. They have, Tate, what do they have, like eight guys that could score the first touchdown or any touchdown? Maybe more. And you never know who's going to play running back. I mean, I guess it's going to be Deion Lewis, but you know how weird Belichick is. Sure. You never know. So, all right, with, yeah. with that in mind, and I'm thinking they're going to play two of the last three games, I think you got to spend most of your money this week and try to win because, like I said, very tough to call them the rest of the way. Uh, I don't know. You know, if I win this, it's a, it, it was all skill. But otherwise, it really, it really does seem like a lot of luck at this point. <laughs> Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about my bookie for a second. The NFL playoffs are here, and I want to tell you guys about mybookie.ag, the number one rated online sportsbook. I don't even have to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyway. With your fantasy football season behind you, the only way to use your sports knowledge to win cash is by betting at MyBookie, the sports book that makes it easy to deposit and cash out your winnings fast. They have odds on everything, live betting, and an all-new prop builder. Oh, Tate, that sounds good. Oh, that it? sounds great. Where you can create your own bet slips. Bet how you want. You bet your friends that LeBron will score 30 and 10 assists. Why not bet it at MyBookie and put your money where your mouth is? Bet from your desktop, tablet, or on their world-class mobile site anywhere 
anytime. MyBookie offers the fastest no-hassle payouts when you win. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Just use promo code SAL when making your account. Visit MyBookie.ag today and bet on your internet's favorite sportsbook, where you play, where you win, and where you get paid. All right, let's dip into our mailbag here. We have so many fans from all over the, the world, really, not not just the United States. Uh, we may have more fans overseas than we do in the uh, Continental 48. But let me um, read something from the mailbag, read a couple. Happy handicapping, you delightful bastards. I can relate to Harry because I, too, was my friend's whipping boy for many years. <laughs> my Harry theory is simple. Every group of guys needs a pariah, a scapegoat, and, for lack of another term, quintessential fuck-up. Wow. Onto which the other guys load their insecurities and misguided depravities. Ironically, this infamy just makes Harry even more lovable. He doesn't give a shit about depravity. He'd win every race to the bottom. This freaking guy falls off mountains for fun. Oprah Harry 2020 if he doesn't die first. Love you guys. Jim Arth, Columbia, Missouri. Well, let me make, let me make something. Uh, it is very thank you, Jim, for writing in. We love Harry. Let me just straighten that out. We we love him. We just we just don't love him as much as Tate does. That's all. Right. It's very true. I think I think I wrote in that email myself. Oh, maybe that just was Tate. That, yeah. that was probably Tate the Snake or Tate the Tar Heel uh, weighing in. Harry, you have any comments? Tar Heel Tate. Tar Heel Tate. I'm uh, sorry. I knew it didn't sound Jim, right. Jim uh, Jim Art. That's fantastic. That's great. It's just a, it's the way it is. But uh, I try to do things. Uh, Try to do things the right way, and uh, they, if some people don't like it, some people don't like it. That's the way it goes. <laughs> he called you a fuck-up, and you're, 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 th- you're, th- you're thanking him. Uh, Harry, how's your weight looking? I, I noticed I didn't get the video of you weighing in. You have to lose 52 pounds by Super Bowl 52, and you get $5,200 from me. If not, you wear a sandwich board on Hollywood Boulevard. Nothing but a sandwich board that reads, I'm Harry Harry Hippo, the fat loser who couldn't lose fat. I'm a little uh, concerned and uh, excited that you didn't send us a video, but you did weigh in today? I didn't send you a video because I, I said to myself the past couple of days when I do check it out, the next time I send a video is when, like I said before, I want to be under the Mendoza line. I want to be under 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. I didn't send it today because even though on Saturday night after Jared Goff's last pass, didn't go for an interception, which would have sealed a four-team parlay for me, which went in and out of an Atlanta defender's hands, which cost me the parlay. Mm-hmm. I would have just had it with one team lo- one team or one player losses on parlays all day on Saturday. So I decided to, just that night at 9 o'clock, I went out and got a pizza at Good. Domino's. And sorry, everybody who bet, whoever, whoever's bet the under. Harry, are you kidding me? I the whole three-item <laughs> three pizza from Domino's on Saturday night at 9 <laughs> I had to do it. I had to, I had to have something because I was so pissed. I felt better on Sunday. I worked out hard Sunday. worked out hard on Monday. Tate, you so believe this? When I weighed in today, yeah. I'm at 200.8. So oh, come on. a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, I, I, listen. That pizza went out of me at 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it I, went I, right through me. I knew you so, could turn something fun into something disgusting. Yeah. Wait a minute. You didn't so lose weight. 200.8. As of next week, I will have video because I'll be under 200 as of next week. I don't believe. I'm calling fake news or something's wrong because Parley Kid wasn't he threatening you Monday night after the Bama loss that he was going to get another pizza? Yeah, see, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said he was going to. 
be going back to the pizza again that night. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I saw I think something's up. We didn't see the video. We don't really know what he's at. Uh maybe we can get Domino's to maybe sponsor us here from uh, here on out. Uh, so you uh, with, uh, with, with, with you, eating. Let's face it, Sal, he's going to be pounding those pies. <laughs> At least for a month from now, it's going to be an every night thing. Well, I was I was going to ask him, Harry, what's the meal on uh, Super Bowl Sunday? I'm sure you've thought about this, right? Once you either win or don't Good win question. the bet. I actually, uh, I actually haven't thought about it because I'm telling you, I'll already be, I'll already be at, I'll already be at like 192, so I've already won the bet. So I'll, I'm not even thinking right. about it. You're not even going to think about it. But but uh, no, Tate, I'll already be at one ninety two, so I've already won the bet. Tate, you're disappointed in the three topping uh, pizza. Why Domino's too? Nothing against Domino's, but yeah. everything you, against you know Domino's. What? what? Why Domino's? It, you have Bianco it, Pizza right there. Close. It was close by, <laughs> and that it's uh, close actually, by. The, if you ch- if, when you order online, you change the sauce from the regular sauce to the marinara sauce. It's actually pretty 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 tasty. Oh come on, <laughs> Harry. It's a slippery what slope. Three toppings, Harry. Yeah. What are they? Uh, Asiago cheese. Sausage and salami. Oh my god! <laughs> and a and a Daughtry single. <laughs> Tate, you what do you what do you think? How does this boat on the on the rest of this bet? I'm scared he weighed in after the 6 a.m. Uh, dumping of the Papa John's or the, or the Dominoes. So uh, <laughs> that, that, Papa yeah, that, that that makes me even more nervous. All right, well, Harry, I got your back. Get under the 200 line. Thanks, pal. I know. I know. What Always. do you have? You have three weeks we'll left. Just... What is it? Three weeks from Sunday? It's three weeks from Sunday, right? Yes. This is going yeah, to be correct. close. This is going to be so close. <laughs> Harry, listen, don't feel like you need to win this bet. Like, you've, uh, you know, I've, I saved your life, I've, I think. Like, you've, you've done enough. You're at 200. You're under 200. It's fine. Just think of if we never made this bet. Brother Bry, what do he would have gained another 15 pounds, right? He probably would have been about 260, oh, yeah. 270. He'd be like 290 right now. Right. If we didn't make that bet, you would probably be about 100 pounds different than you are. So just just accept that. That's fine. What do you need this money for? Five seven two ninety. That'd be great. It's gonna. Well, you're not, you're not five seven, Harry. Let's <laughs> 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 than Sal. We're gonna see it. That's not funny. That's just. That's not even funny. That's not, <laughs> That's just inaccurate. That's like saying the capital of uh, of New York is is uh, Poughkeepsie. It's not true. Uh, well, I don't know. Tate, would you? Uh, Tate, would you call Harry skinny fat at this point? Yeah, I, I, I know you like to call basketball players skinny. Fat yeah, he's point. he's like Cal Lowry fat right now. He's like summer Cal Lowry fat, <laughs> right, which is good. Right. <laughs> All right. Darren, Darren's arch nemesis. All right, let's he's go. Just, he's like a smaller version of Oliver Miller right now. That's <laughs> funny, right? Just, just, just now that's not funny. <laughs> Let's go to another uh, quick uh, email here. Hello, Sal. Could you please, please, please do a massive shout-out for me? My boyfriend's listening to your podcast all the way from Australia. Love it and really loves your show. He always makes me listen to your podcast whenever we're in the car, regardless of the car ride. Being five minutes long or 30-minute ride, he makes sure your podcast is playing. He even makes me listen carefully and to take notes (laughs) And to write down all your important tips and points, like the, I guess like which toppings Harry's throwing out his pizza. Uh, he's such a massive fan that he's constantly listening to you and sometimes replying the same, replaying the same podcast for the big tips or a funny story. Could you please do me a massive favor? <laughs> it's a massive favor. And have a shout-out for me to Stuart from, oh, boy, Muramumbina. Muramumbina in Australia. I would greatly appreciate it. It would mean the world to him. All right. Thank you so much. Please keep the show going for my boyfriend, or he'll be very sad. With great thanks and appreciate a Pearl from Murrumbina, 
but it's spelled differently the two times. Yeah, Pearl, that's her name. All right, Pearl, you got it. Boy, you I, that that is that seems cruel. Of all all the uh, the bad things said about men in in, the, in this past year, that's that's probably one of the worst things I've heard. He forces you <laughs> to listen to this podcast in the car. But there you go. He should probably be imprisoned. Um, yeah, Parley Kid. Look at that. We have fans everywhere. Australia, New Zealand. Pretty great. Wow. Any any available women in Australia? Is that next? We got to start looking. Well, I think once he started talking about his bowel movements, they all, if there were any at all, they 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 checked out immediately. All right, let's do this. Sharp Tank. This is my favorite. Now I was hitting for a while. You guys were hot for a while. I'm. I hear all three of your bets. I buy one of them, and then we go. We go full throttle with the bet, but. Here's what happened. Parlay kids. Parlay got crushed by the Chiefs' money line. Whoa. Crushed everybody. That's the one I picked. I went with you, Darren. Uh, Brian at Alabama minus four. We talked at length about that. That had a chance for a minute, but uh, Alabama only won by three. Harry was the only winner. Atlanta plus six and a half at the time. He bet it, and they won outright. I'm surprised, Harry, you didn't have a money line. No need? You didn't like uh, it? It's all right. You don't have to I defend yourself. The Rams might, I thought it was going to be close. Rams might pull it out. Okay. But I did like the six and a half. Now, let me just say, I don't know what, uh, Brother Bry, you have a prop going. It's it's phenomenal. Under one and a half shortest touchdown. Under one and a half yards shortest touchdown. Three and one in the NFL games. Four and one if you include the NCAA game. It really is a really is a winner. You, you're going to jump back on yeah, this week? Yeah, it's yeah, it's been great. I mean, I actually I took it for two of the games. I mean, I, I don't know. I'll probably I'll do probably one or two of the games this week. And I really like the under one and a half in the the Saints Vikings games. I feel like the Saints is always a one yard touchdown, even if it's like a one yard throw from Breeze. I, yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, like you said, it hit in the NCAA game. Although I'm so pissed off, I couldn't be more pissed. Like I couldn't find that bet anywhere. Where was the shortest? Oh, for the college game. For that game, I yeah. couldn't find it. Yeah, I didn't and of see course it either. It went, you know, went under in the right at the end of the first half in that game. But then, if you look to Sal last year in the divisional games, mm-hmm. all four games had a touchdown of one yard. So, in the uh, in the divisional games, like so in these this big week games, you always get you always get one. I feel like there's just so much that could go. They they love throwing like we talked about the pass interference. They throw the flag in the end zone. They there you go. Then you have Mariota at the one. He throws a touchdown to himself. No, that might have been a little longer. All right, all right is that going to be your best bet, Bry, or do you have something else? Uh, no, it's not going to be my best bet just because, uh, although uh, the odds really don't change much, right? For those, it's right. usually like around minus to go under, it's like minus 120, right? So, yeah, uh, I, I won't go with that. I'll definitely be taking it. And then I'll also be taking a prop bet with some of these, uh, bad quarterbacks to throw an interception. That seems like an easy one too recently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, definitely look out for those, but, um, I'm definitely, I'm going to be teasing the Steelers this week down to one and a half and i'm going to tease the saints up to ten and a half like hmm. i'll let harry bore you later with what the reasons why like Pitt is better than the jags i think it's an easy one big revenge revenge game obviously for them i we all know jags just don't have enough offense in this game the first game the first time they played early in the year five picks a ton of sacks i mean they were just out of sync that whole game and they they actually i think once they got to week 10 the steelers really started to get in rhythm so i i think this is an easy one for them this week but the, the only thing i'd be a little bit nervous about in this game is they have the starters haven't played in three weeks which is 
That's mm-hmm. a long time for them. But I still think they come back and uh, crush the Jags this week. I hate Bortles. And then on, on the other side, New, New Orleans getting 10.5. Look, I'm not saying that they're going to win this game, but I think they keep this close. They lost by 10 uh, earlier in the year, the first game of the season, actually. Um, if you look historically at road teams uh, on Sundays against the spread, they favor really well. I just think, I mean, the Saints are going to get, what, 17 to 20 points you have to figure. I just don't know if the Vikings can get 27 to 30 points in this game. So I think they definitely keep it within a – I'm going to say they keep it within a touchdown here. But that's what I like, Steelers minus one and a half with the with the Saints at ten and a half. All right, and that's a two-team six-point teaser, right? And that's I think you get yes, two-team mi- six-point teaser. Minus 110 on that uh, usually and wherever you put it in. All right, Parlay Kid, let's get it back. You have a parlay for us? Actually, Tom, I'm going to stay away from the parlay because I oh. think Harry's going to be going with the parlay, so I'm going to let him have his due this week. And right. uh, you know, Brian went with the teaser. So I'm going to go with something, Sal, that I think makes a lot of sense. It's um, a minus 137 bet here. It's Gronkowski to score and the Pats to win. Mm. Okay, at minus 137. Um, if you look at this, uh, the Titans are one of the worst teams in the league at defending tight ends. Look at what Kelsey was off to. An unbelievable start the other day, uh, four catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, what seemed like yeah. uh, within, a, within a quarter and a half almost, mm-hmm. uh, he was sitting at. Um, so with Gronkowski, you know, Gronkowski against Dick LeBeau-led defenses. When LeBeau, uh, and I can't believe he's still coaching, the guy's 80 years old, so yeah. uh, tip of the cap to him. Um, when he was with the Steelers, Gronkowski played three games against the Steelers while he was uh, leading their defense. And Gronkowski had 21 uh, catches, 309 yards, and four touchdowns in three games against LeBeau. And the one game he's played against uh, the Titans while LeBeau has been there, he had five catches and a TD. So I think uh, we all think the Patriots are going to win. So basically I'm banking on Gronkowski catching a touchdown pass. He didn't play in the playoffs last year. He is chomping on the bit. And quoting him, he is super excited to play. He's really ready to help this team. Look, this is something you could sit back, Sal. I can see this game getting up to a little bit of a slow start, but 7 nothing. Gronkowski scores that first touchdown. Boom, you're pretty much winning that bet right there. You can sit back and enjoy the rest of the playoffs. At minus 137, I think that's a, just a, a real easy, simple bet this week in the playoffs. You know, it's, it's you, the Pats. You know, as Gronk goes, the Pats go. And, you know, this guy is ready to play. He's fired up. And when he's fired up, he's scoring. I feel like they saved him for a game like this. But you know what's funny about this? As you were going through your analysis, I was thinking back <laughs> – Game one. Game one yeah, of the season. Kansas City, Thursday <laughs> I night. the same thing. I, the Chiefs. I, did we have the same bet? Was it Gronk to score and the we Pats to win? We the same bet. And I think, yep. yes. do they go up like 10 or 17 nothing if Gronk, he catches a touchdown. It would have been 14 uh, nothing, right? Probably lights yeah, out. We 14 nothing like- Thursday night in Foxborough. Uh, take the wind out of the Chiefs' sail. I actually, li- I, yeah. I see him catch it. I, I leave to go home. I was leaving the office. I was going to catch the rest on the radio, and I, I still never saw the replay. But they said the ball was moving. It was the first kind of bullshit. Uh, he didn't catch it. He did catch it. Call of the year. Uh, not only doesn't he get credit for the touchdown, but the Patriots end up losing. But I will say, bringing that money line down, Pats to win, all the way down to minus 137 to someone who you think is going to be a target like that seems pretty good. What do you think, Tate the Snake? It's it's inevitable. Yeah. He's doing all the, he had all black in his press conference. He said that the, the distraction oh, of the yeah. whole story was yep. you know something that's going to motivate the whole team. So that's all it takes for Gronk to score. 
I think they kill him this week, too. Yep. I think the, the taking no prisoners. All right. Um, well, that leaves you, Harry. You won, uh, you won, so I left you for last. What do you like? Well, usually I love finding underdogs like the Falcons last week. By the way, Tate, that was another another wire to wire cover with the Falcons last week. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I just don't see. I just don't. I don't have a dog this week, though. I I got a two team money line parlay with pepperoni, and ham, and, and anchovies. <laughs> oh no, go ahead. All right. <laughs> and it's the Steelers at minus three seventy on the money line with the Vikings at minus two ten on the money line. It pays just under uh, even money. Uh, I can't see Big Ben having even close to the same five-pick performance like he had in Week 5 versus Jacksonville. Since then, he's had 22 touchdowns and only seven picks. You can't trust Bortles. His passes last week were awful. He's born and raised in Florida, played at Central Florida. How is he going to pass in eight-degree temperatures when he can't even pass in 78-degree temperatures? So give me Pittsburgh on the money line, like I said, at minus 370, with the Vikings at minus 210 on the money line. Uh, the Saints have a lot of players on the injured list I saw, including wide receiver Brandon Coleman, who hasn't even practiced this week. The Vikings are fully healthy. Uh, like Brian mentioned, they played in week one. Minnesota's defense was fantastic. Uh, Adrian Peterson, who was on the team then, had 18 yards rushing. Kamara had 18 yards rushing in that game, and Mark Ingram had 17 yards rushing in that game. The Panthers shut down the Saints' running attack last week as well. Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph won't drop crucial passes like the Panthers did last week. Sorry, oh, Tate. oh, Harry, come and, on. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, buddy. Sorry, but that was bad. A lot of bad. A lot of drop passes where the Saints were very fortunate. And my X factor, my X factor, will be Jarek McKinnon. Uh, I see him making a lot of big plays on third down to keep drives alive for Keenum. You wouldn't think it. He had just under a thousand yards combined this season. He's a great asset for that Vikings offense. I think the Vikings roll. Uh, I don't know about both teams covering, but like I said, money line. Pittsburgh minus 370, Vikings minus 210, pays just under even money is my best bet of the week. Can I bet that you're going to bet $10 on McKinnon at, uh, what, 9 of 10 to 1, first touchdown? I might bet 20. Wow. Ooh, All might right. Get crazy. Interesting. I might get crazy. Uh, Artie Burns, quarterback, cornerback for Pittsburgh, out. I don't know. I don't know if it matters so much. Who would, Tate? Who would he even be matched up against? Marquise Lee. I'd yeah, like, I, I, I was gonna say Westbrook, right? Probably Westbrook. at this point. I mean, it doesn't matter who's a cornerback against Blake Bortles. It's I, a it's a linebacker. Whoever's spying Blake Bortles in his rushing attack. Yeah, I, I I like everything I've heard. Really, honestly, from all three of you guys, Steelers. Look, that that Tomlin has to step up here. You can't lose that game that you lost. What was it, 31-9 or something? Whatever they got crushed by in Week 5, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, by Jacksonville. They have to find a way to win. I don't care. Even if they come out slow, which I kind of do think that will be the offense that comes out slow. But because they don't have much offense to beat in Jacksonville, uh, I think they do win that. So uh, Brian and Harry kind of going against each other, even though they could both win. Harry has Vikings on that parlay to win. Brian has New Orleans plus 10.5. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm going with the parlay kid here. Gronk to score and the Pats to win, minus 137. I think that's a blowout. I think that's got 41-17 written all over it. And everyone has uh, freaking Willie Wickersham to thank, whatever the hell his name is, for writing that dumb article. And now the Patriots make everyone pay, starting with Tennessee this week. Uh, I think Gronk, I'm going with the parlay kid again. Can't let me down here, parlay kid. Gronk, 137 to score and the Pats to win. All right. 
That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Uh, Parley Kid, where can people find you on Twitter? At the Chalk Talker, Sal. There you go. Parley Kid, at the Chalk Talker. All right, some good stuff, good analysis all weekend from the Parley Kid. Harry, uh, you have control of your account again? Where are you coming from? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do have control of it. I just don't know. <laughs> what is it? AAA, yeah. AAO, <laughs> So defeated. Right. Yeah. Look, that's how much control he has. He doesn't even I've know. Replied, the... I've replied a couple times though to, to uh, listeners. Oh, good. Replied. All right. Okay. If you have any <laughs> ideas for Harry for pizza toppings for Harry's next uh, tantrum uh, <laughs> feast, bring it on. Bring it on. That A A O Harry and Brother Bry. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm at. B F Z O K eight sixteen. I'm I'm really good on Twitter at liking things like twenty <laughs> days late. That's right. So, okay, yeah. yeah. If you guys want something liked in early February, uh, reach <laughs> out to Brother Bry. Tate, why don't you why don't you throw yours? Why don't we, I never let you plug anything? Go ahead. It's all right. I don't have to plug anything. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tate. I'm looking right now at the poster. One shining podcast. Yeah, one shining podcast. Uh, Mark Titus, Tate Frazier at Tate Frazier on Twitter, and otherwise, you know. Just producing podcasts all the time. They That's never it. stop. He's he's the busiest man I'll say, I'll in Hollywood. I'll say Kate and Titus know more about college basketball than anybody I've ever heard. What oh, a that's pod. Nice. Great pod. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, guys. See that? I, the one thing that gets me crazy, and I'm looking at it right now, that should be called teed up. Yes. And I'm sorry. It should be called. You got the two T's there. Don't blame us. I'm not blaming you. I know where it goes. I know. I, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> I know what happens here. What were they afraid of? That people would forget what the uh, they said people couldn't spell, so I believed in our listeners. I thought that they could spell. I, I believe people uh, would know how to use apostrophes. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, Harry, right. Harry can't even remember his own Twitter handle, so <laughs> I guess I guess there is something to that. All right, if you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, or you just want to shoot us an email like uh, the fine folks did today, do so. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy come alive 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal. Sing so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.